Right now, let's talk about the Hawks, who tonight host the Washington Wizards in Atlanta. Atlanta, a game over 500, and they are in eighth place, a game and a half behind the Miami Heat for seventh place, and a game and a half up on the Toronto Raptors, who are in ninth place. Washington is in tenth place, two and a half games back of the Hawks. They are 28 and 32 on the year. Jason Walker is our Hawks guru, and he joins us now to talk about Quinn Snyder. All right, I think when we talked last week, we knew that Quinn Snyder was a very good possibility. We Also, you and I talked about Kenny Atkinson. I think either one of uh, those guys would have been fine with us. But the Hawks wasted no time. Give me your thought as to what you believe the thought process was to not wait and go ahead and get it done. Well, I mean, it made a lot of sense for the Hawks because – um, you know, the sooner you get somebody in, the sooner that change can occur. And uh, obviously, you know, so many folks familiar with Quinn Snyder from his time in Atlanta, including Kyle Korver. Um, and um, so it made a lot of sense for the Hawks to get him in as soon as possible. I think that that was a 10 out of 10 for, for them to get him in, begin the process, you don't have to wait for the offseason. You don't have to wait for a new roster. You, you have him in. Now he can evaluate uh, everybody on the, on the roster as well. So if you go into the offseason and you know what you want to do, you have an advantage by having your coach there on hand. But, Bill, this rarely, this rarely happens. Never. I mean, you get a, you get a, a full-time coach uh, midway through with the, with the kind of uh, pedigree that Quinn Snyder has. And, you know, this is a, a home run in terms of, of timing for the Hawks. Well, I agree. I, I'm really excited about it. I can't wait. I hope everybody really pays attention and either watches or listens to this game tonight. And and to pay attention to what goes on, I, I asked Russ this question earlier, and I'll ask you, what are you looking for tonight when you watch Quinn Snyder with this team? Anything in particular to see how he handles certain players or just sit back and watch and see what happens? Well, you want to watch for a rotation. There's not much that Quinn could have done you know, from an X's and O's standpoint. Right. But Quinn, Quinn has a great reputation uh, for a keen sense of offense. Uh, so, you know, maybe 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 one wrinkle in there or something. But I think you just what you want to see is what we've seen, you know, with Prunty as the interim coach, and that's the, the players uh, playing, you know, with a little more enthusiasm and a little more bounce in their step and, and, and solid rotations. And, and um, you know, that, that's that's – kind of what you want to see out of it. I don't know how much uh, Quinn Snyder uh, is going to be able to do in a little bit, but he, the evaluation begins now for sure for, for that, and that could mean, uh, you know, playing time for a, more playing time for a Kung Wu like we saw mm-hmm. uh, over the last two games where he actually outminute uh, Capella. I think those are the kind of things that will be interesting to watch here. As, uh, as Quinn Snyder begins to evaluate the Hawks roster. I don't know if you saw the comments from Jalen Johnson on what, yeah. uh, what, what he said with the, the instruction, the coaching that yeah. Joe Prunty actually did as far as, hey, I want you to bring the ball up. And he said, you know, very matter-of-factly, I, I haven't really gotten that. So how much does having a coach that doesn't have the reputation of not liking to play young players – enter into the last 21 games of the regular season here. It's weird that the same coaches that were with Dave McMillan now suddenly, you know, you're doing different things. It's, 
it, you know, I, I guess I, I think I, I thought we've moved along a lot further <laughs> in sports where, you know, a head coach just says, no, but Bill, we see it in college football all the time. You get a, you get a head coach who just doesn't want to do certain things on offense and they just don't do them. And, and even though you have capable players there, we see this now in the NBA and we see it, saw it with Nate. He just didn't want to have Jalen Johnson do it. Just, he was uncomfortable. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. It, it just blew my mind that, uh, you know, that, you know, he wasn't getting that coaching, right? But not just not that coaching, but he probably was on the staff. So was Nate saying, look, don't just keep the guys focused on one, two, and three? And then when Nate's gone, they say, okay, we can get to four, five, six, and seven now, too. And that's what, you know, you know that's what validates kind of a move off of, of Nate with this roster. Let me ask you this. If if Quinn Snyder looks at Jalen Johnson and A.J. Griffin as two people who should be able to contribute to this team, doesn't Quinn Snyder look at this team as being 10 deep? Oh, certainly. Yeah, I, I think certainly. And, and I, I don't know yeah, if we know. always saw that with Nate McMillan. I don't think he felt that all the time. Do you? Well, I mean, we would see 10-man rosters, but they wouldn't necessarily include the young guys. Right. And we would see 10-man rosters, but, it, you know, you wouldn't have a modern – Staggered rotation. You'd have all five in at the same time. Uh, you know, bench bunch, and you know that that's not ideal. No. Uh, when you're trying to to you know have a consistent production throughout the 48 minutes of a basketball game. But yeah, I think that, I think so, Bill. I mean, we'll see. You know what? AJ Griffin and Jalen Johnson. Obviously, those are the two that we're most watching from a from a development standpoint. But shoot, you know, Nate McMillan stood right up there last year at the very beginning, planted his flag, and said, "We're done developing." And, um, you know, that was obviously a giant Harry the Hawk red flag right there on, on what the younger players were going to do. And obviously, uh, you know, moving off of Nate and, and the comments from Landry Fields and, and Kyle Korver and, and making these changes and bringing in Quinn Snyder is a lot about development. So I would, I would expect to continue to see those guys play meaningful minutes, uh, for the Hawks. As, and you mentioned the standings, Bill. I mean, it, they're three games, you know. They're three and a half games out of sixth place. That's you know, that's the playoffs. That's not even the play-in anymore. So it's all still right in front of uh, the Hawks for for the season. And uh, you know, this burst of enthusiasm hopefully can carry them up there and and begin to fight for the top six. At Jason Walker NBA on Twitter, Jason Walker is joining us here on the show to talk about the Atlanta Hawks and again the debut tonight for Quinn Snyder as the head coach. You can hear that game after the Georgia game in Macon, Warner Robins, Rochelle, Pinehurst, and Savannah. And you can hear that game on in Brunswick and Waycross Blackshear. I, I asked Russell a bit earlier, and again, I'll, I'll ask you your thoughts on, uh, I'm curious as to whether we'll see anything different with John Collins tonight. Are you? Well, I mean, we'll keep an eye on it for sure. I mean, whenever he's playing with, with Clint Capella, it, you know, he takes a lot of, you know, he takes a, you know, he, he does less from a playmaking standpoint. He does less of what he can do on the floor. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they play him more with a Kongwu and, uh, you know, how they kind of manage. But, again, it's, it, it's early on uh, in there. I think that, you know, I think if we get through the offseason and John's still on the team, we'll know that, uh, that Quinn thinks that he's a special player and somebody that they want to keep around and, and be able to, to leverage and see if they make moves um, uh, on other players that may not work as well with Johnny. 
Would you be uh, curious as well? And I know we're trying to just guess at what we're going to see with this guy, so we're just throwing things up against the wall. We do not know. But, uh, again, another thing is or what you, you mentioned the word rotation, obviously. What, what will he do with Young and DeJounte? I mean, how much will he want them out there together? I mean, how comfortable – I mean, that may be a feel thing yeah. for him, though, wouldn't it? In Utah, he staggered, you know, he staggered Donovan Mitchell. He made sure there were, t- there were, you know, there were rotations where, you know, Mitchell was the primary ball handler uh, out there. And, you know, so I, I think that he's got, Quinn's got great experience. Quinn, also being a guard, yeah. uh, you know, understands these things. And the point guard to boot. So, I mean, you've got, uh, you know, I think, I think we'll see a modern NBA rotation just like he did in Utah. Um you know, with with this Hawks team, and you know, I think it's worked well for the Hawks having them together, having them apart. You know, do we see Trey off ball more? I don't know. I like the ball in Trey Young's hands. Maybe it's just me. I I like seeing Trey with the ball, and um, and making things happen for the way the spacing and and everything else. Uh, you know, having him run around the baseline is not as valuable to me as him having to be defended twenty nine feet from the from the basket and opening up the floor like they do. So you know, I think that you know Quinn. Probably very excited to have two all-star guards at his disposal, being the kind of offensive guy he is. Uh, I'm just curious to see, you know, kind of, you know, what happens uh, moving forward. Jason Walker, our guest, talking about the Atlanta Hawks. I said earlier, Jay, that you know this is the first time they've hired a coach to really try to win in a long time. You you <laughs> you go back to the fact that when Travis came in here, he had booed. And and Mike Boonholtz, obviously, I mean, yes, he was hired to, to win, but that was, what, eight years ago, nine years ago. And then yeah. he brought in Lloyd Pierce to, to help in that belief, yeah. develop talent. Then it didn't work out. And I think we thought when Lloyd Pierce was here, all right, at some point there may, may be a more experienced coach to take them to that yeah. next level. And then it didn't happen that way because they had to really try to pick up the pieces of that year, and they happened to obviously go on the run that made them, I think, feel obligated, and rightfully so, to keep Nate McMillan. Right. But now we have a situation where they have, as a front office, hired someone to really win. And right. and that excites me. I, I that That's what yeah. really gets me pumped up about even tonight, what we're going to see tonight, because right. really this hadn't happened in a while. Big swing, and I, you have to go all back to Lenny. Bringing yep. Lenny Wilkins in was a huge deal. Yes, sir. Uh, and, uh, you know, and it was the right move. I mean, yep. when you had the players that they had, uh, bringing Lenny in was right. And I think it's, you know, I think Lenny obviously is, a, you know, even at, at that time, a much more uh, accomplished coach. But sure. Quinn's very accomplished and certainly would have been the, the hottest name in the market. And uh, I think it says a lot about this job. You know, they talk about no draft picks and this, that, and the other thing. But Quinn Snyder could have waited until the offseason and got more suitors and, and raised his value. But there was something about this situation in Atlanta that said, nope, I'll forego all of that and, and make, make the move. And that excites you too, Bill. I mean, I, yes, for a coach that's already won at a playoff level and to come in and, and choose to come in midseason rather than wait till the offseason when you could probably maximize uh, your value, that, that is – very int- it was a very interesting part of that whole cycle and, and should get us all excited about, um, you know, what's to come. Well, in spite of the warts that we've obviously had to deal with with this team, yeah. I, I think you can look at it and say, look, there, there are a lot of players who have performed at a high level offensively. I mean, John Collins 
has been over right. 20 points per game. We know that Bogey, when hot, can control the game offensively. We know what Trey can do. We know what Murray can do. Hunter shows glimpses of doing that from time to time. Sadiq Bay had 50-something points last year, right? And we know that that A.J. Griffin, I mean, I think he can develop into a very good offensive player even as he gets, you know, able to drink, for crying out loud. I mean, that in itself, those things right there, especially for a coach known as an offensive guru, Jay, I think that explains why he's here, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right. And the fact that he is here makes you wonder, too, some of the things you talk about, the warts. Um, did he get some assurances that they would be willing to to uh, do whatever he needed, you know, talent-wise and roster-wise, to, uh, to – take it to the next level. So very, very exciting. Yes. And with all, like you said, with all the offensive weapons and with a, you know, with, uh, you know, with Snyder's and kind of more of an offensive mind uh, at the helm, I think it'll be, you know, I think there's a lot of interesting possibilities that can come out of that. Certainly more interesting than isolation ball. And, um, you know, that, 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 that it always gets a thumbs up for me. Yeah, no kidding. All right, finally, I know you listened to my interview with your boy Stan Cassidy the other day. Yes. And yes. and I have to ask you this. So he pretty much told us that if he hadn't gotten Moses in 1988, he might have gotten Daryl Dawkins. Have you written that lineup out to wonder what that could have been like back in the day? <laughs> it would have been a great quote, you know. <laughs> it might have been a great great quote, uh, you know, getting getting that in there. Did he say that it was with the Utah trade, though, right? Jeff Dawkins, or he could get Wilkins. Oh, that's that's or, right, that's right, that's right. Yeah. I think you're right. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. Well, Dawkins. I mean, that would have been right. But I, I was really surprised. Stan thought that it was right the, the right move getting Malone and Theus, and that yeah. he really felt like if Kevin didn't get hurt, uh, and yeah. that, which is an interesting thing. You know, I kind of forget about that because yeah. he did have Moses there. Yeah. Um, but if Kevin didn't get hurt, what that team could have done, I, he, I think he's right. Well, maybe, but I still wonder, and you and I have talked about this, if there was just only, there's only one ball when, when Dominique and Reggie were on the court now. <laughs> well, that's true, but Kevin, Kevin at least could have provided a nice presence. Kevin was, yeah, you're right, Kevin was kind of a one-way door also offensively. That ball went in and it did not come back out. But, uh, uh, you know, it would have been, you know, I think when you talk about matchups, though, if we go back that far, get in the way-back machine, I think that was interesting. But it was great to hear Stan, and that, the, the story – he really was passionate about Atlanta sports, and it, it always came across. He's a class right. act, and you know, I'm happy that he was recognized there and did a great job on that interview. Yeah, well, he he it was it was a lot of fun. I think he enjoyed not having to talk about Trevor Bauer and those dumb Dodgers. <laughs> Who doesn't enjoy not talking about the Dodgers? I know. I love not talking about them. No kidding. I know. No kidding. It seemed like every damn time we were on the MLB game of the week, Gregorio and Kubek, we lost those bastards. All right. All right, Jay. Enjoy tonight. We'll talk to you again next week, okay? You got it.